in the studio today with the one and only Beres Hammond right here. Respect every time. First of all, tell me about your beginnings, the early, the earliest that you were making music. How old were you? It, it's so long ago, I, I, I cannot even remember. Oh, no, yes, you can. <laughs> Mid-70s. Mid-70s when yeah. you first started out? But and for me, that's long. But, so tell me about your first influences and the first people who got you into this um, industry, this well, music Well, first, first musical influence came from um, right here in America, the, the, the black American rhythm and blues stuff. And then I was also... Um, Influenced by a couple of the rock steady singers in Jamaica, like Alton Ellis, Ken Booth, Leroy Sibles. And did you know and, uh, these people at the time? Yeah, I knew them. Not to talk to, but um, I've always tried to be around them in a little corner, you know? And where did you grow up? Like what? Uh, in the countryside, St. Mary. St. Mary. If you've been to Jamaica, St. Mary's yeah. one of the coolest parishes. And do you still live there? Do you still mm, No, no. Well, the music uh, kind of threw me away from there. After a while. So are you doing a lot of touring now? Are you do spending much time in Jamaica? Are you spending a lot of time around, all around? All around, all around. I hardly spend time in Jamaica, for now. Your mind spending, uh, is spending time in little hotel rooms in uh, little towns like Boston and stuff like that? I like, I like being in Boston. I like being in little towns, but the hotel thing kind of get to you, you know? Tell me about some of your best shows that you've ever done, the greatest ones that stick out in your memory. <laughs> All one million stick out in my mind. <laughs> what was it, what's the most amount of people you've ever played in front of? Maybe about 100,000. That's a lot of people. Yeah. What's it like standing up on a stage with all those people just screaming in your face? The thought of it would be frightening, really. But um, after getting on stage, it's like, it's like, it's like um, a back back-of-your-house situation, you know? Play your music, get lost in whatever you do and try to do it to the best, you know? So how do you feel about uh, a lot of the new music that's coming out now that doesn't, isn't exactly wholesome and conscious and culturally uh, redeeming? Actually, I listen to what I want to listen to. And um, next, I don't, I don't really fight, I don't find myself fighting against any form of music because I'm, I am of the um, reality that Everything has its place, you know? And um, there, there is someone listening for this particular sound and a next person listening for the next sound, you know what I'm saying? So um, three cheers to who's listening what, you know? Do you, do you, do you agree when, uh, when people are trying to say that, uh, that certain types of music are making people violent or making people rough or making them rude? Yeah, well, well, well that has been since, since the start of history, you know? Music has very great influence on people, on human beings. Even animals too. Music can make you laugh, it can make you cry, it can make you think weird things, give you all sorts of funny feelings, you know. Again, I say it depends on what the person is all about. You know, and you're, you're free to be what, what you want to be, you know. In the studio today with uh, Barris <laughs> Hammond, the legend. You know, well, how has the response been in the States to your albums the people that are drawn to you, I know, are the real lovers rock aficionados. True, true. So uh, who do you, how do you find the uh, audiences to be now? Are they much younger than they were? Well, well, well of course, yes. And, um, yeah, they're appreciating all kinds of music. And, and, and there's a plus also that um, reggae has got a wider audience now. You know, it's a new music and everyone wants to um, identify with it, so, you know. So how do you identify yourself in the whole reggae genre? 
I don't know how to say it. You except can. that um, reggae, reggae has different sides to it. You know, like the, the, the rappers represent one aspect of it, and then you have the real roots man who deal with the revolutionary thing. Um, and there's Barry Salmon in the middle there representing some love and um, home affairs and <laughs> affairs of the heart and all of that, you know. Express. The most important, because we can't without love, you know, togetherness. Yeah, well, there are, there are all sorts of love songs. You have intimate kind of thing, and you have another situation that just bring people together, you know, bring man-on-man um, -man vibes together, you know, like unity and all of that. So it's not necessarily love in the sense of a bedroom thing. It's, it's, it's across the board thing, you know? All sorts of love. Right. And in the studio, what? How do you um, do? You write and then go into the studio and record this all. I write day? in the studio. Really? I do my writings in the studio. And you uh, lay down the tracks and do everything in, all at uh, once. Yes. Well, it, it, it's it's like this interview, basically. You just talk and you pick up on little pointers here and there, and you make a song. So you do a lot. You do some ad libbing in the studio. Yes, for real. It takes uh, sometimes a couple of hours to, to get one song finished, but then you have, the whole, uh, you, you have the whole picture in front of you as to what you want the song to be. So after all, it's not that hard, you know? So it absolutely it comes right from your heart. That's right. And you think that's where music has to come from or else it's not... Uh... Well, I'm sorry for those who, who, who didn't find it in their hearts, you know? But what about the people that are still trying to achieve that? Do you, you think it's something you can learn, or do you think it's something you have to be born with? You can learn to play music. You can learn to play, right? Because people can teach you notes and all of that, how to add lib and thing. But then when you, when, when you actually face an audience, an audience um, is like, the audience is layman. Right? And, 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 and you have to use like the inner person to sort of communicate with them. Now, no, no, that's where the person who learned to do it um, will get a little throw off. Because right, right and on stage is a situation where it's people feeling people now. You know what I'm saying? It's not necessarily learning. Not no, um, go to school and learn to appreciate this. No, it's not like that. It's like you feeling me, you're just meeting me, and, you know, the sort of human communication there. It's a more personal situation. Being a singer, that is the most unforgiving position in the band. I mean, if you're a guitar player and you make a little mistake... You can't make any form of mistake you want to make as a musician. But as a singer, right, like you said, it's, it's a dangerous spot. Yeah, you're sticking out like that. <laughs> yes. But don't always you find you, you always get the most uh, attention of anybody? I mean, the band... The you band. get the most of everything. Did you do play you an get, instrument? You, you get the most money, too. You get the most. You get the largest portion. <laughs> yes. And and uh, and the ladies love the singer too. Yeah, they get most of that too. Okay, they don't have anything. They don't have anything blocking their waist like a guitar or a bass or anything. You're just. You're a full picture right there, right, right. in front of their face. Right. That's what it is. What is some of the music you're listening to right this moment? There are so many, really, to be truthful, because the music keeps changing. Are you listening to a lot of American music as well? Yes, you know. So you just well, well in Jamaica we can't help listening to American music. I, I know. I that's can, what the force on us. I can tell by being there. I said, "Why? Well, I, I hear more reggae up in Boston." True. <laughs> <laughs> Jamaican, Jamaican people always from 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 as early as I was like about five years old when I could realize what's happening around me. Jamaican has always been influenced by America, 
both in dressing, um, try to talk like America, you know, and um, just, just your normal way of life. But you, as a, a Jamaican that has come to America, unlike a lot of others who just wish they could come here, don't you go back and tell them it's not all that it's cracked up to be, it's not all that they think that it is in their minds? They hear that all the while. But they, they don't believe it. <laughs> they need to come, you know? Well, I went down there and had a girl that all, all she could tell me was that she wanted to go to New York. And New York this and New York that. Well, let's see what America does. America paints a picture of this. Um, you, you, you in Jamaica, you think the whole America is Disneyland, you know? Like you can just come and you can just pick up a bag of money and go back, you know? <laughs> that's, that, that, that's the impression um, most Jamaica has. They must be mistaken. Until, un, until, until you come here. Yeah, mistaking us with Switzerland or something like that. <laughs> well, 